anxiety hacks, proven techniques, tools, and tips to calm this. Listen with therapist and author Kate Hudson-Hall as she chats with professionals who share with us excellent ways to calm your anxious behaviours. For more help to relieve your anxiety, check out her exceptional book, Anxiety Hacks, on Amazon. Hello and welcome to Anxiety Hacks. I'm your host, Kate Hudson-Hall. Thank you to everybody for listening. So I am an anxiety therapist, an eating disorders therapist, and also an author. And recently I have written a my new book, which is also called Anxiety Hacks. And there's many, many different ways to be able to help you packed in the book to be able to begin to break your difficult anxiety behaviors. So there's lots of different techniques and tools and tips um, to be able to start to start to address your anxiety and break those patterns. And also within the course, there is a companion course. Also within the book, there's a companion course, which is a free course, which contains many videos of me showing you how to do the techniques um, throughout the book and lots of uh, other information, downloadable tables and other information in the book. So if you're interested and would like to check it out, then if you hop on to Amazon and the book is called Anxiety Hacks. Now, our guest today is Mark Stubbles. Now, Mark is an award-winning clinical hypnotherapist. He's a master practitioner of NLP and also a mindfulness practitioner. He has produced several highly rated online courses, which we want to learn about. And um, he's helped many clients to stop smoking, to lose weight, to increase confidence. Um, and as someone who suffered with chronic anxiety, using hypnotherapy to help people overcome anxiety and depression is his passion. So, oh, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Kate. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so tell us, tell tell everybody where you are living at the moment. So you're from the UK, but you're living in... I'm from the UK, yes, Slough, near Windsor. And right now I'm in Albania. In Albania. Mm. And so you've been travelling around? Yes. The last two years? Yep, been all around the Balkans. Wow. What fantastic experiences. So, Mark, so tell us about your your journey with anxiety and what kind of let you down, led you down to become a, a therapist. Okay, so um, I grew up uh, with quite a dysfunctional family, quite a narcissistic family, um, and... Uh, caused me to become quite dysfunctional. Mm, <laughs> uh, funnily uh, enough. Yeah, you know, like like all children, uh, we're looking to our parents and caregivers to help us understand the world, understand, you know, ourselves. And if there's a lot of dysfunction in that environment, a child's going to internalise it. They're going to think it means there's something wrong with them. Also, you know, you're looking to your parents you know, they're like gods, whatever they tell you, you take as the truth. So if they're calling your names, putting you down, you're going to internalise that. 
and you know that's gonna create your self-image you're gonna get a negative inner voice that's gonna continually call your names put you down um so i had a lot of uh a lot of problems um and got married very young when i was 21 i got married after someone i'd only known um about six months right and uh the relationship lasted seven years um and we had a child when i think i was about 24 um and uh kind of went downhill after that Mm. so i uh i left um i went back to live with my grandparents um and you know lost everything in the divorce um and then my ex-wife um decided that she wanted to leave the country with our daughter so then that created a five-year legal battle which cost hundreds of thousands of pounds uh <laughs> caused me lots of anxiety and um probably yeah, I mean, quite a traumatic experience. Oh, probably. gosh, I could imagine it would have been so difficult. Yeah, and, you know, living every, you know, every day, every time I saw my daughter, I never knew, uh, you know, if I would never see her again. Um, and, you know, she used to just stop my daughter coming to stay with me, um, and then we'd have to go back to court and, it it was it was a nightmare. So um yeah, after five years of that I had PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um and then I got in a another relationship with someone who um I tried finishing that and she started stalking me. Um so I started uh looking at, you know, my situation um, and why I'd kind of gotten into this mess. Um, and my family, uh, things started happening in my family. Uh, as I said, I was living with my grandparents. My grandparents had become quite um, frail by that point. So, you know, I was caring for them. Um, mm. And uh, there were tensions within the family um and i suppose as i said i'd always internalized it felt it felt there was something wrong with me um i used to kind of black well not kind of completely black out have memory um lapses and all kinds of issues and i thought that that you know that was i was mad or something um but it wasn't until as i said i was looking after my grandparents and then <clears throat> the family started kind of kicking off um that i started to realize that it's you know not me it's them yeah yeah um and that was really when i started to kind of work on myself to start to 
you know, overcome the issues and stop getting in dysfunctional uh, relationships. And although the relationships, as I said, they weren't good, um, finishing them always caused me problems. Um, you know, the women that I've met were kind of normal enough for me to see that my family wasn't. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's... Yeah. Did that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. You said you felt that you were going mad, but I remember that's how I explained it when I had when I had bulimia when I was in my um, started when I was in my late teens. But because mm-hmm. I had no knowledge, I didn't know what was going on, and I just thought, well, this is me. I'm just going crazy. I'm just going mad. Yeah, and it's really distressing because you know you don't understand anything about yourself and why you know why are you behaving the way you're behaving still until you start to turn inward and start to you know unravel all of what specifically has happened to you and what's going on and working through it yes yeah yeah i think inner child issues are you know the root of well most people's problems um and healing in a child, in a child work is. I did a lot of um, hypnosis um, to be more confident, to, you know, reduce my anxiety. But it wasn't until um, probably maybe three years ago when I really started doing a lot of inner child work that I started to notice the, the greatest improvements. Yeah, yeah, and and so with with your clients, so you work with inner child work. Yes. Um, and so for people that don't know what that means, can mm-hmm. you explain that? Um, well, I have a four week program, um, and on the program, I've based it a lot on uh, John Bradshaw's um, work. I don't know if you've uh, read of or heard any heard of any John Bradshaw uh, books or or read any of John Bradshaw but um the it involves writing letters to the inner child writing letters from the inner child to the adult self um sharing those letters with the group um and then at the end of every session we have a hypnosis um session to connect with the inner child and reintegrate the inner child so the purpose of the program is really to separate um yourself from you know the dysfunction that you've internalized to release the toxic shame that you've internalized um to reconnect with your inner child to make your inner child feel safe and secure to feel loved because you know we need good enough parents as children um and most most people uh don't have good enough parents everyone has their own trauma issues you know all parents are just human they have their own problems um so you know they're not able to give the child the unconditional love and unconditional acceptance that they need. Yeah. 
yes. So the course sounds fa fascinating. So, um, so it's an interactive course. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I also have a course on Udemy, which is kind of similar, uh, but obviously just to, to do on your own. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. The group, the, the group program is, yeah, everyone gets involved. Everyone um, has time to to share their letters and you know their own childhood experiences with the group. Yeah, within a, a I presume it's a small kind of safe group. Yes, yeah. I try to limit it, limit the number of people um, to a maximum of ten. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's good. And how long did you say the course was? It's four weeks. So four weeks. So that's yeah. So it's once a week. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So that, that's that's good because it's you know because so often people think that they're alone, you know, in their their specific issues, and by doing a course like this, then you know then they can meet other people and hear their experiences to sort of make them feel less alone. Yeah, that is that is the feedback I often get. People say it's good to hear mm. other people's experiences, um, and yeah, they thought they were the only one. And it, it's good to to meet other people, and I realise that you know other people have had similar experiences to them. Yeah, and in the course, what so? Because you're a hypnotherapist and you're an, a neurolinguistic programming um, practitioner, master, mm -hmm. um, and and then you do other therapies as well. So do you combine these different therapies? What were the other therapies? You do CBT, EFT, so uh, so cognitive behavioral therapy, and then yeah. emotional freedom technique, or yeah. that. So do you teach that? I. Not really. <laughs> so emotional freedom technique for people that don't know is a tapping on a routine of points while mm. thinking about any negative feeling, you can reduce that down. Ooh, yeah, I, the, I the idea is to, to unblock chi energy around mm. the body. Uh, mm. Chinese believe in chi energy. And so EFT involves tapping on meridian points around the body to mm. release that chi energy. Um, I mean, on the program, uh, I give everyone who does the program a workbook. In the workbook, um, I've put the EFT recipe. Um, on week one, you know, I ask people if they would like to see a demonstration. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't really say I teach it as such. Uh, I just give the information yeah 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 i love i love eft um and so um then so do you see clients one-to-one -one privately online i do yes um yeah all sessions i do online since um march 
2020, March 2020, all, all sessions have been online. Um, and yeah, I find it more, I actually find it more effective because people are at home, they're in the yeah. comfort of their own homes, um, so they can be more relaxed. And um, yeah, also. It's much more easily, easier accessible, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Also, people who experience anxiety, they may not want to, you know, not want to go out and go to um, a therapy room to see someone they've they've never met before. So it's, as you say, a lot more accessible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a very good point. People with anxiety, they, you know, they struggle with all sorts of things. And one of them can be even venturing out the front door, especially since COVID. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's really difficult for people. So if somebody connected with you and they wanted help with their anxiety on a one-to-one, -one, so how would you help them? Um, that's that's Because uh, <laughs> everybody's uh, different. <laughs> um, I give every week, I do workshops, group workshops, um, which advertise on Eventbrite. Um, so usually my clients come through the workshops, so they've already got a kind of idea of what I do. And my workshops are usually focused on the inner child and inner child work. So they usually know that what I do is very much uh, centered on inner child work. Yeah. Um, so then I offer, if someone does one of my workshops, I offer a free one hour um, consultation. So people come for that. Um, you know, we talk about the problem they've been experiencing. I ask them, you know, what their life's going to look like without the problem. How are they going to know when therapy's been successful? Um, and then, you know, what I do after that, it depends on the client, it depends on the problem. Um, if, if, it's, if it's kind of a standard um, anxiety client, I would book them in for the first session, email them the Zoom link um, and the Zoom info. And then, yeah, again, we would talk about the problem they've been facing, what's life going to look like when they don't have the problem. Um, you know, I say that I kind of focus a lot on inner child work, but it's done with a kind of solution-focused approach. Like, I don't... Um, <clears throat> I don't focus entirely on someone's past. Absolutely. It's it's you know, it's making a plan for the future and how you want to be in the future as well. Yeah, it? absolutely. Because as I tell my clients, your mind can't tell the difference between a real or an imagined event. So just by visualizing yourself the way you want to be, you actually create new pathways in your brain. Oh, I love it. And you can start to become that person. So if someone has got a specific traumatic event or if they've had 
a dysfunctional childhood, then I will use hypnosis to release any negative emotion from that event. Um, without having to relive the event, usually I use a technique called the rewind technique, which doesn't involve um, reliving traumatic memories. Yeah. Or in a child work to, as I said, help them visualize their inner child and to see, you know, connect with their inner child, make their inner child feel safe and secure. Um, and then to visualize themselves the way they want to be um, and being more confident in situations that may have caused them issues in the past. Um, so usually I sell the sessions in packs of three. Uh, so it's a minimum of three sessions. And within those three sessions, um, I think maybe I've had one client who hasn't made an improvement out of, I don't know how many, hundreds. Um, one client amazing. that I can think of. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Hasn't reported an improvement. Everyone else does. Oh, yes, I love it. I love it. And just briefly, Mark, so for people that don't understand, you know, because people are very fearful of hypnosis. Mm -hmm. um, so could you explain it for people? Um, well, hypnosis is a perfectly natural state that we all experience during the course of a day. You ever been watching TV, zoned out, what you were watching finished, and you realize it was time for bedtime had just blown by. Um, that would be an example of hypnosis. So it's um, a form of trance, isn't it? Because we're all in and out of trance every day, all day, aren't we? So. Absolutely, constantly. Um, you know, people, uh, I've forgotten his name, Richard Bandler. Oh, Richard Bandler. We're always in trance. We're just going from one trance to another. So Richard Bandler was one of the originals that created NLP, so neurolinguistic programming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> yes, um, it's a perfectly natural state. It's not something, you know, I do to someone, it's something I do with someone. Um, and, you know, I tell my clients that their unconscious mind is always listening, always looking to protect them, and keep them safe. Um, so at some point, um, you know, that part of them will always be in control. Yeah, absolutely. So it's about your conscious mind and then your unconscious mind, isn't it? Yeah. And it's working with the unconscious mind in trance to start to uh, reprogram it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Milne Erickson, one of the people that um, Richard Bandler and John Grinder um, followed to develop NLP. Um, Milton Erickson um, was very big on the idea of the unconscious mind and the unconscious protector. Yeah. So Milton Erickson was like the original hypnotherapist, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, the kind of father of modern hypnotherapy. Yeah. Uh, before him, it was, um, I mean, Dave, 
Dave Ellman was a big name before him, but he was more... Um, Bill Erickson was more permissive, whereas, um, you know, before that, it was instructional. You know, they'd say, sit down, shut your eyes, shut up. (laughs) 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 Whereas Erickson used, you know, the client... um, Much more interactive, isn't it? Yeah, more interactive. And he used the client's problem to help the client. So, you know, he'd often... Um, being a psychiatrist and a doctor, um, you know, he could prescribe things and he'd often prescribe people, you know, their problem. Like if someone had insomnia, um, he'd tell them to try not to sleep. And, you know, being a doctor, people would take his, his words as gospel and, you know, try and do that and obviously they'd sleep instead. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I love it. I love it. So, okay, so how can people, Mark, how can they connect with you? So where, where would they find you? Uh, they can go to my website, anxietyhypnotherapist.org. Um, they can find me on YouTube, Mark Stubbles, Instagram, M Stubbles. I have a Facebook group, which is called Inner Child Healing Breaking Free, from CPTSD. Oh, fantastic. Oh, well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. This has been really invaluable, but really insightful as well. You know, you know, there's a there's a lot of different tools that you use um, and it's drawing on those for the specific client. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, thank you for so much for joining us. And thank you to everybody for listening and make sure that you subscribe to the channel and show some love for your favorite podcast on whatever platform it is that you listen um, and, and and leave us a review would be fantastic. So thank you to everybody for listening and I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Anxiety Hacks, the podcast. If you've been affected by anything discussed in this presentation and would like further information, please go to katehudson-hall.com. That's katehudson-hall.com.